Welcome back to Sportsish, the podcast, bringing you the sports and the ish. We're making sports fun, cute, and most importantly, easy. This is not your boyfriend's sports news. It's sports for the girlies. My name is Lily, and I am your host. Welcome to the last podcast episode of season one of Sportsish, and the last podcast episode of 2023. For those faithful who listen, whether you're my dad or a friend or a sportsish follower. Thank you for being here, for listening. I was always really incredibly hesitant to start a podcast. It feels like sometimes everybody and their dog has a podcast. And what was I going to do to make people listen to mine over all of the many celebrities and retired athletes or current athletes There's Aaron Andrews who has a podcast and Alex Earl and Alex Cooper. And I wanted ours to be different. And I wanted people who felt like they never belonged as a sports fan. Like they were literally never the kind of person who would turn on a sports podcast to turn on this podcast. I wanted them to find a place where they could feel at home being a sports fan and like sports were finally catered to them. And my belief in all of this is that sports fandom really can be anything you want it to be. And there needs to be more places for women to enjoy sports in ways that they care about. So that's why we started the podcast. And when I say we, I am referring to myself, Lily, and my ever-present co-host, Ashton. Welcome back to the Sportsish Pod. Thank you. Good to be back. Well, you started it with me. Uh, You've been here since episode one, which we started in February. And it's been a a really fun ride. I think it's been so much harder than I anticipated. Um, But also we've had a lot of fun and funny moments. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking like top, top moments of the podcast. I think one of my favorites is you know, we are husband and wife. We've been married eight years. We have two children. It's very natural that when we're sitting down to record a podcast, there's not always, we're not always seeing eye to eye. And (laughs) one night we were arguing, I think like it was a big one. I don't remember details. I never do, but we were in a fight and we had to sit down and record the podcast and it had to be edited that night because it was coming out the next morning. And we were doing like a review of the Met Gala outfits of the athletes. And it was a really fun episode, but you you came out in your own little Met Gala outfit. Oh, that's right. I remember because I was like, I need you to hold off. And you were so angry. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we should scratch this. I know you almost said you're like, I was going to do something, but because you're being so rude, like I'm not going to do it. And I was like, fine, don't do it. And, <laughs> and then you did it. And it kind of turned the whole thing around. I forgave you real quick because you were in the most ridiculous outfit and we've had some funny moments that was one of my favorites so yeah between that uh, alarms going off on the streets of new york lots of sirens also speaking of like distractions lisa mccaffrey when i interviewed christian mccaffrey's mom lisa midway through the interview rosie our daughter was one she had been down for a nap for like 20 minutes so i was very confident that she was going to stay asleep for the whole interview but no not so lucky she woke up sobbing and like screaming midway through lisa's interview and so i 
you know, I'm not going to stop Lisa McCaffrey. Her time is precious. And this was a big interview for us. So I just like put myself on mute while Lisa answered the questions. And poor little Rosie had to kind of just hang in there for another like 25 minutes. But that was that was the moment that I was like, oh, and then I mean, this was just a few weeks ago when I had Leah Covey, uh, wife to Britt Covey on the podcast, and you were working really late that night. Yeah, I was actually just about to bring that up because George was he he was supposed to be asleep. He was. Yeah, I had just put him to bed. We'd pushed the interview to 8 p.m. So I was like, perfect. Like both kids will be asleep. No distractions. And he comes out of his room and his room opens up to our living. We're, we're in a one bedroom apartment. OK, so his room opens up to our living area and I'm recording the podcast the interview with Leah and all of a sudden he's like mom mom and I'm like Leah I am so sorry and he's like mom I need to poop mom incredible no I'm sitting there working and I have my headphones in and all of a sudden I hear a mom 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 and I like pull out a headphone I'm like is that George I walk out and he he needs his butt wipe because he's on the toilet and he's like I finished and I was like oh my gosh like trying to get him quiet and then bring him into our room it wasn't just that he was like disrupting the podcast because that was one thing but it was also that he was like using foul potty talk and i was like i'm so sorry she's the mom she was so kind about the whole thing she could not have been kinder but i was just like oh my gosh this is absolute chaos and it is chaos when we record the podcast we're recording now at about 9 p.m. and this will be up at 6 a.m. So I've, we've got a lot of work to do. We got to get going. But it's been it's been a really fun experience for for me and for us to kind of like sit down and find this common interest. And you know, there really is such an intersection of sports the way that I like it and sports the way that you like it. They're they're very different. Um, but I I envision that there's like some boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, listening to our podcast and like relating with each of our takes and, you know, what sticks out to us. And hope I hope you guys are loving it. Anyways, we had such fun guests this year. I mean, Lisa McCaffrey, like I said, Maddie Murphy, Abigail Field. I just pinch myself at all the people I was able to speak with this year on the podcast. And I've got big goals for some guests, for some really fun guests in season two, which we are going to start in approximately two weeks. But if you want to hear anything, if there's anything in sports that is confusing to you or you just want to deep dive on or someone that you feel like deserves a full episode or a guest you want to hear from, our lines are open. I'm pretty good at responding DMs. I will say like that's a source of pride for me. So shoot us a DM. We will oblige. We are an open book. This podcast is so fun for us to do. So we're excited for what's ahead. But before we jump into what's ahead, Ash, I have a question for you. Maybe. Name a woman. What? Just Boy, name. This is a trap. It's not. Just name a woman. You. Stellar. Have you seen the social media trend? It was a trap. Wait, no, it was see, not. You could but... see it from a mile coming. Have you seen that on social media? I don't know. But it felt like a trap. Saw it from coming from a mile away. Can't be fooled. Not this guy. Not you. It yes. <laughs> Not gonna lie though, you did have me 
for approximately 45 seconds with uh can you believe taylor swift put travis kelsey on the map i know that was just like angry i forgot to record that was my bad that's my favorite social media trend of all time but you were getting heated fire no i mean i was i was like 30 seconds and then it was like oh i'm being set up (laughs) in fact you were you were being but i've seen yeah I've seen the reverse as well. Some guys are like, can you believe how Taylor Swift has like been thrown on the map from Travis Kelsey and like all the attention she's getting from him. And it's so funny. It's so funny to see like significant others or people just like whip their head around and be like, what'd you just say? Um, I'll, I'll come back with more social media trends for husbands, but you passed that one. Okay. What we wanted to do today was look back on 2023, a year of sports ish. So we each have our top, top moments, top sports moments from the year. Your, yours are more sports. Mine are more ish. What's new? But it was a good year. I really, I feel like I didn't anticipate it being a big year in sports because there was like no Olympics. For the first time in a while, we had Olympics in twenty. What do you mean, first time in a while? <laughs> well, it's no, a set listen. schedule. The Olympics. Yeah, you would think, except for when COVID happened. Yeah, that's true. That kind we of like bumped delayed. it to twenty twenty one, and then we had Olympics in twenty twenty two. So we had two back to back years of Olympics, and this was the first year in three years that we didn't have any. And I was like, "This is anticlimactic," but actually, it was a great year for sports. Let's talk about. The top sports moments, sports fish yes. moments of 2023. You go first. All right. My number one is take it back to, well, it starts in December 31st of 2022, but ends in 2023. So it's Georgia when Georgia beat Ohio State during the Peach Bowl. So they started the game on... December 31st. And it was a, a fantastic game. This is like kind of the semifinal for the national championship. And Georgia beat Ohio State with a walk-off field goal literally as the clock struck midnight entering into 2023. It just was such an iconic and cool moment. And what a way to kick off the year. They ended up oh uh Georgia ended up winning 42-41 from the field goal. And it was a 50-yard field goal. Just absolutely poetic. I mean, Who says sports isn't romantic? Come on. That's true. You can't write it better than that. New Year's yeah. kiss, New Year's field goal. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. I remember watching that and be like, I remember seeing it happen and be like, wait a second. Did that literally just happen? Like on the stroke of midnight? It was wild. College football, genuinely, I've never been a big college football girl. I love college football. I know most guys do, but I personally haven't really been into it. I will say, um, there's a man and his name is Sam Hartman. He's kind of changed my perspective on college football. It was a little creepy, but I get it. He's he is young. Guy. He's younger than I am significantly, but he is a quarterback for Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. Good looking guy though. Good looking guy. You missed last week when I equated college football situation to like the Florida state situation to the bachelor. It was really a work of art. Sounds like it. So I'm going to go into my top sports moments of 2023. My first one is the Super Bowl. And Mm. I mean, the thing is, is I started talking about the Kelsey brothers a lot around 
Super Bowl 2023 because obviously you had Jason on the Eagles, Travis on the Chiefs. They were going head to head. It was the first time two brothers ever played each other in the Super Bowl. Donna Kelsey was becoming kind of a household name because she was, you know, wearing her split jersey and her like split shoes and she was making her cookies and she was like the celebrity of the Super Bowl. And I was like, I don't think I knew who these guys were a year ago. And now I'm just constantly talking about them, like Jason and Travis. And little did I know that these two would probably become the central figures of my universe. Yeah, I mean, really outside this, of, my kind of something new. I mean, genuinely, Travis and Jason, I've said their names probably more than I've said my parents' names this year. Um, that feels aggressive, but I could definitely see that being true. Also, you missed my absolute amazing high school musical quote from the New Year's, the New Year's scene from the first movie. What was the quote? Well, start of something new. Mm, yes. In fact, it was the start of something new. Yep. Uh, my life was forever changed by the Kelsey family. Mm, and yeah. But they were not the only storyline of the Super Bowl. Obviously, so Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes were the quarterbacks for the teams. They were the first two black quarterbacks to make the Super Bowl. That's, that was huge. Um, yep. And then Rihanna, Riri, goes in, is pregnant, but nobody knew. It went through my mind. I was like, is she? Everyone was thinking it. Is she pregnant? But then, yeah. but then, like, the, the female empowerment came out in me, and I was like, she just had a baby. She just had a baby. Like, look at her just embracing her body, like, mom power. And as someone who had literally just had a baby, Rosie was, like, three months old. I was really thinking she was just showing off her postpartum bod, and I was here for it. Yeah, I kind of wish... I actually, I while I enjoyed it and she did a great job, I was a little underwhelmed. I think it would have been good to know beforehand that she was pregnant. So you could have been like, oh my gosh, because it was insane given that fact. But it was well, like, and I nobody wants like to speculate. Yeah. Nobody wants to speculate. Yeah. I feel like it overshadowed the actual performance. Everyone being like, what, uh, you know, what's, what's going on? Like, is she pregnant? But, anyways, great performance. The game itself was a little controversial as well the way it ended with like a very ticky tacky um call made by the refs when they threw the flag on it was a pass interference that sealed the game for kansas city um, which is ironic because not too long ago patrick mahomes had a total meltdown over a ticky tacky call that basically ended the game for them against the bills yeah you know i can't speak to that but I can speak to Rihanna's halftime show, and it was phenomenal. And we'll see what Usher pulls out. No idea how I, to feel about it, but I do think, like, the sophomore in high school me is going to come out and really, like, just dance my heart out. Yeah, I was a little bit, when I first heard, I was like, what? But I feel like it'll actually, I feel like there's a lot of potential because there was, I mean, he's collaborated with so many people, but I feel like they could do something pretty cool. Yeah, I'm hoping for some awesome guests. All right, let's hear yours. All right, my next one is Caitlin Clark and the March Madness. The March so Caitlin Madness. Clark was and is and still is a human highlight reel in the college sports world. I mean, during that whole 
run and that whole year. I mean, she had that crazy buzzer beater three pointer against the number, I believe, number two Indiana team to win the game. And then also during the tournament, her Louisville victory in the Elite Eight, she did like the famous or infamous, you can't see me uh, celebration or gesture. Yes. Then also, like in the semifinal, she waved off one of South Carolina's Raven Johnson at the three-point line, and it garnered a lot of attention of like, oh, was it, you know, disrespectful or whatever. Anyway, she goes on to lose in the championship game against LSU, but they get garnered so much attention. I mean, I tuned in to think, I think that's the first time I've ever watched uh, the championship game for the Women's March Madness, and it was amazing. I mean, it and it had a record of 12 million views. Viewers tuned in to watch the championship game. Yeah. Very much giving off... Steph Curry sensation vibes. It was an absolute phenomenal tournament tournament to watch, and she was electric the entire time. Yeah, it was the most watched women's college basketball game ever, and the highest streamed event, men's or women's, on ESPN Plus. Really? Yeah. I mean that tracks. I mean, like twelve million viewers is is that's those are big numbers for any event. I mean, I think the NFL when Taylor Swift was perform when Taylor Swift showed up at the NFL game. There was a, a ton of buzz in that pulled, I want to say like 30 million, which was like record breaking for a regular season NFL game, right? So 12 million for a women's college game is is amazing. It's, I mean, that's amazing for any any televised event. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she was known as this like comeback queen. She was kind of like always doing clapbacks and like gestures. And but what happened in the final game with Angel Reese you know, doing the you can't see me back to Caitlin Clark was wild because that garnered so much media attention, a lot of it negative. And there was this double standard. And it was funny because Caitlin really, you know, she said there was no bad blood between the two. Angels kind of said recently, like she hopes they're teammates one day. And like there's a, a lot of respect between the two for each other. But the media did paint this picture as like two women like hating each other. And you got to do that. That happens in sports. And and to be fair, it's it's good for sports. Like people want to tune in for that. Yeah, it definitely garnered a lot of attention and people want, were more invested and more interested because of this storyline. I mean, it's like I always say, like, you know, you look at the story behind the sport and all of a sudden you become a sports fan. My next one is and I wanted to start with. I wanted to do DeMar Hamlin, but then I just realized like there's so many sports injuries that we could cover. Uh, so we'll do number two as as the injuries in the game. Uh, but starting with DeMar Hamlin, which happened very early on in the year in January. So it's almost been a full year since that took place. But I we were watching the game live, Bills Bengals, two teams we really like. And I remember being like, why aren't they showing him? You know, when a guy's injured, you know, they kind of pan to him and, and show him on the field. And it was kind of like play the injury a lot. Yeah. Lots of replays. And I was like, why, why are they not replaying anything? Why aren't they showing him? And they just kept showing like, kind of like random parts of the field. They were showing like, coaches' faces, they kept cutting to commercial breaks. And I remember being like, what is going on? On they, and they did replay the injury a couple times right off the bat, but I think once they realized, like, oh, this is serious, all of a sudden it was like everything changed really quick, and they were like, they weren't showing anything. Commercial, commercial break, break. yeah. And it was Monday night, which means the game is streamed on ESPN, 
those are the only nights that games are on ESPN. And I felt like they handled it probably as well as they could have. They were really thrown off and these reporters and play-by-play announcers were totally just thrown into this crazy situation where they had to talk a lot and, and because they, there was no football to watch. Well, I also remember it was really cool. The one, and I'm forgetting the analyst's name now, but he prayed on national television, which I've never seen before. It was Chris Orlovsky. That's right. That's right. Orlovsky. And he was, this was the day after it happened, but that was, Oh yeah. That was a staggering moment, of course, but DeMar Hamlin obviously goes down um, and his heart stops and they resuscitate him on the field. But for, for a long time, nobody knew if Tamar Hamlin was alive. There was just so much speculation on social media. I remember someone like reporting that he had passed away. The looks on the players' faces is what I will never forget. Um, they were clearly so disturbed and Very distraught. Uh, distraught. Yeah, it was. That was a staggering moment in sports history. The scariest moment I've ever seen in live sports. Yeah, it was it was wild, and I feel like that's even changed the way people film accents. I've noticed since then, when yeah. a dangerous hat happens or there's an injury, they don't replay it nearly yeah. as often. It's so they true. kind of pan away, they cut out of it. Um, I feel like they've really kind of changed the way they approach those injuries now. No, you're so right. Okay, um, Aaron Rodgers. This was honestly out of a movie. Because Aaron Rodgers, after 18 seasons with the Packers, requests a trade to the New York Jets. And it felt like he was really vibing. He was showing up at so many events, Broadway shows, and Taylor Swift concerts, and Knicks games. And he was just like the king of New York for a minute. It was very clear that he was excited to be here. He was excited to change the franchise. The franchise has struggled for years and years and years. And he was going to turn it around. Aaron Rodgers was going to be the king. And four plays into the first game of the NFL season, Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles and is out for the whole entire rest of the season. I mean, in the buildup to that game, I don't know if you remember the beginning too. I mean, they had him running out the tunnel with an American flag to, I believe, ACDC's thunderstruck. I mean, a 9-11 game too. I mean, it was just the most insane start to a season. And then to go like such a high, so much buzz and to come crashing down in complete Jets fashion. I mean, all of my Jets friends, like all my friends who are Jets fans, they're just like, of course, like this is the most Jets thing that could have possibly happened. I just my heart was just broken for Jets fans, not even for Aaron Rodgers, but more for the Jets fans. And then the last sports injury that really like just took the world by storm was Adam Johnson, who was the former NHL player who was playing in England and was cut in the neck by a teammate's skate and completely bled out. Not a teammate's skate, an opposing player's skate, but yeah. Absolutely wild. Uh, He bleeds out. He passes away. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a devastating injury, you know, and the way he died. I mean, it was just kind of a crazy thing because the player, the guy he was playing against whose skate cut his throat was arrested for manslaughter Um, as they as they look into this. And the reason being, I mean, the player has a, a kind of a history of, a, of a, being kind of a dirty player. 
he's had multiple run-ins in multiple leagues and when i watched the video to see what like to see what happened it, it does it doesn't look like he did it intentionally but it looks like he meant to make contact which you know is it's just so it's such a dangerous part i mean the blades in their skits are so sharp but it's been interesting to see a lot of leagues have started to make net guards mandatory so we'll we'll be, we'll be interested to see what the nhl does but overall just devastating for the family just a just a terrible tragedy all around we've talked about it time and time again i feel like a broken record but it's Probably the hardest part, the scariest part of sports is what can happen to a human yeah. who's who's playing them at an elite level. And um, we've seen it time and time again. Um, happy Demar Hamlin is he survived that really terrible, scary injury. Not just survived, but made a comeback and he's played some NFL games. Totally. Yeah, incredible. All right. My next one is Coco Goff. Winning the U.S. Open with an incredible comeback to defeat the world number two, Sablanka, which happened in like kind of a dramatic fashion. I mean, in the semifinal game against her and Czech Carolina Mukova, they had the climate pro. I don't know if you remember the climate protesters where they had to like pause the match for almost an hour. Yeah, they literally glued themselves yeah. to their seats at the U.S. Open. Yeah. We don't need to get into that, but we I can't stand I, I can't stand the protesters who, you know, glue themselves to streets and like disrupt these things. I get the I get the purpose, but like I anyways. understand the passion, but like there's gotta be a better way. Anyways, like th- that happened. And then there was also earlier, I think I can't remember if it was the first or second round. Um, she kind of got in and into it with one of the uh chair umpires. Umpires, yeah. Because her opponent was taking a long time and and, and technically breaking she kept rules. taking breaks. Yeah, and so she called out the ump and like, why aren't you calling this? Like, th- th- this is against the rules. So, just a kind of a dramatic tournament, but to go in there and win it at 19 years old, the so first U.S. American teen to win since 1999, which was, of course, Queen Serena Williams. Yes legend goat herself fun fact the singles final was the u.s opens 50th anniversary of equal prize money uh celebration commemorating billy jean king's efforts to make the 1973 u.s open the first sporting event to pay women and men competitors equally that's so cool billy jean king yeah. is such a champion she is yeah, what a, she changed women's sports forever yeah an icon i mean they named some of the stadiums after her do you yeah. know how much she made from that win? Coco Goff? Yes. No, I don't. Tell me. $3 million. Same as the men. 19-year-old, $3 million. That's amazing. Coco Goff, um, so young, obviously, but she came out earlier in the year and said that she was going to just start playing for fun, that she was like had put so much pressure on herself and she was really stressed out when she was playing. And so she was just going to change her game a little bit and start playing for fun. And her tournaments after she said that were incredible. And then she goes to win the U.S. Open. So I, oh, I think that. That's cool. if we're talking about tennis, we also have to talk about Jokovic, who did pass Nadal for the all-time Grand Slam record. Yeah. So he's now tied with Margaret Court. Um, for most single slams, but won by any player in tennis wow. history. Yeah, um, I feel like he's like the exact opposite, right? Where, where it's like he's so intense, he's so disciplined. Not that Kokogov isn't disciplined, but it's like I, 
it feels like a different approach and maybe not maybe it's just his kind of character yeah i you know Jokovic is such a controversial character he like reminds me of aaron Rodgers in a way that he's so controversial kind of weird like kind of does weird things but they're so talented that it's hard to dislike them i mean he's his his discipline in and of itself is just incredible for the sport. I mean, he everything he does with his body is just very very detailed, and and it it pays curated. off. It does what he wants it to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hard to argue against his technique. So, all right, I want to talk about all of the incredible docu series and documentaries this year we were fed as the as the kids say we were fed incredible content i would way rather watch a documentary about sports than actual sports themselves just the way that they paint these pictures of drama and they paint these athletes as characters but notably quarterback was a hit it changed my mind of the Mahomes family. I've said this so many times, but it really opened my eyes that, you know, they are just a family. Brittany Mahomes is a mom and a real person and every insult thrown her way probably affects her. I don't know. I just loved the Mahomes after watching quarterback on Netflix. I also think the Kelsey documentary was huge for their popularity. Obviously they were already on the rise and trending but the documentary on prime really showed Kylie in this fun light and showed jason as a dad and you can't not root for jason kelsey you just can't just such a to say lovable character feels wrong but that feels like an accurate depiction of what it is i love seeing kind of the background things you wouldn't normally get to see that humanize these athletes because i feel like it's so easy to think they're professional athletes, we pay to see them, and you almost treat them as like animals in a cage a little bit. And it's like a lot of people yeah. forget that, like, no, these are human beings that have lives that they're, you know, they're I'm not going to say just like us because that feels borderline disrespectful <laughs> to them, but like they're they're humans like us, right? Like they have their personal lives, they deal with personal struggles, like. And I'm just, I'm, it's so much further these days than just like talking about how someone plays. Like, that's one thing, right? If you want to criticize someone's game, but the way that Brittany Mahomes gets just annihilated yeah. on social media is such a shame because she's, she seems like such a good yeah. person. And she doesn't, yeah, know. she seems like a cool person. So, yeah, it's, it is kind of crazy. I feel like social media exasperated that because, you know, now we yeah. have access to, like a kind of a line directly to these people as well before it's like you can criticize them, but like the closest you can really get to that is, you know, court side or on the edge of the field where you're yelling at them. Right. But now it's like, we can access them 24 seven where it's like, we can find their family members or, yeah, you know, yeah, direct totally. messages and all these things. And so it's like, and people also, it's so much easier to bully because that's what it is behind a screen. Yeah. Right. I just have a problem with men using Patrick Mahomes for their entertainment, but then like bashing his wife, you know, like because he even said, he said, I would not be where I am today without Brittany Mahomes. And so for you guys to like tweet terrible things about you her guys, what is personality. sorry, sorry for, <laughs> for a select 
unfortunate population of the world to tweet terrible things about like her appearance or her personality but then you know they're watching patrick on sunday night football and he's providing them their entertainment and their literal hobby i just have a problem with that all right you're up all right this one is probably my number one moment and it's shohei otani versus mike trout in the world baseball classic greatest baseball moment in the history of the universe and possibly the greatest sports moment i mean it was absolutely electric I mean, it was by far the most electric at-bat I've ever seen. Like, you literally cannot write a better script. So you have, like, two of the greatest MLB players to ever walk the earth, who, which also are on, are both on the same team. Possibly the worst run franchise in the history of the MLB as well. The fact that you could have two, I mean, this is a whole other, like, side ramp, but you have the two of the greatest MLB players ever, and you can't even get into the playoffs. It's just disgusting to me. Anyways, aside from that, now back to the actual event. So in the World Baseball Classic, they meet up in the championship game and it's top of the ninth inning and Japan has two outs and it has a one run lead. Mike Trout steps up to the plate. I mean, he is arguably the greatest hitter of all time. I mean, just absolutely incredible. Okay. Steps up to the plate and is facing Shohei Otani, his teammate, who is arguably the greatest Baseball player of all time. I mean, he's drawn comparisons to Babe Ruth, and I and I personally think he's better than Babe Ruth. Um, if you want to get Ashton fired up, tell him that Shohei Otani is overrated. He's not, but yes, I know. But I I did pull that one on you, and um, that was that was epic. Yes, um, but anyways, Otani strikes out Trout to win the game. I mean, it was an absolute masterclass. And Otani would go on to then sign the biggest sports contract in the history of all sports with the $700 million contract. Um, but the actual event was so electric. I mean, leading up, they both walk out onto the fields. They're both leading their teams, carrying their nation's flags. I mean, it was such an amazing game to watch. I'm not like a baseball fanatic, but that was one of the coolest sporting events I've ever watched. Yeah, well, I just, the Shohei hype is so fun because he's such a, like, unassuming kind of shy guy. And I've heard he's, he's not so, that shy. So well, yes, there was a report that he gets around, that he's been sleeping around, which, of course, he has. He's a professional athlete. Professional he's athlete. Single. He's not married. He's not dating that I'm aware of. Yeah, I mean, know. go get it, Shohei. Yeah, live Do your, your life. Live your life. Live your life. You have seven hundred yeah. million dollars in your yeah, future. I mean, and and you saw the cool thing he did with Joe Kelly's wife. Yes, that was the coolest sports moment. He just ever. seems like an absolute amazing guy. But his teammate Joe Kelly on the Dodgers, who changed his number so Shohei Otani could have number seventeen when he came to the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, the campaign to change his number was started by his wife Kelly. Shohei Otani, what does he do to thank her? He gifts her. A Porsche, yeah. a Porsche. Love it. That's what he does. No thank you card. No Porsche. edible arrangement. It was the Porsche on Christmas Eve. Classy move. Shohei Otani, man. Yeah, I. He's so cute. Yeah, you I gotta love, love him. He is. A, he is like a cute guy too. Like you look at him, you're like, that's a cute guy. It's a tall He's Japanese cute. man too. You don't see many Japanese guys that tall. So my final one is the biggest deal of my year, which is. Celeb athlete relationships. And 
there's many to name. I mean, there's the OGs who've been together, right? Russell Wilson and Sierra. Obviously, Russell Wilson having a hard year in football. He was just benched by the Broncos. But he and Sierra did welcome their fourth child. If you win some, you, you lose know. some. You do. You do. He you gets to come home to Sierra. He's okay. He's he's going to be all right. I am confident in that. Adele, obviously, we think, secretly married Rich Paul, who's a sports agent. That's kind of fun. No one has officially um, confirmed ish. Ish. The new ones. The new ones are what is taking the world by storm. We have Alex Earl, who's obviously a TikTok influencer. Well, Never she started dating. Yes, you have. Yes, you I've stop. heard of her now because of you, but I still don't actually know what she does. It's because you're not on TikTok. That's because you're a millennial. So Alex Earl, obviously, she starts dating Braxton Berrios, who also had dated Sophia Culpo who is sisters with Olivia Culpo, who is engaged to Christian McCaffrey. One of the Dolphins' assistant coaches is Christian McCaffrey's brother. So I think about this often. Wait, so what? Christian Listen, Christian McCaffrey, he is engaged to Olivia Culpo. Olivia Culpo's sister is Sophia Culpo. Sophia Culpo was dating Braxton Berrios, and there are rumors that Braxton cheated on Sophia with Alex Earl. Okay? So... Obviously, the Culpo family does not like Braxton Berrios. The Culpo family is very ingrained in the McCaffrey family because Christian and Olivia are together, and also Sophia and Olivia are very close. Anyways, Christian McCaffrey's brother is a coach for the Dolphins, and Braxton Berrios plays on the Dolphins. I just wonder if there's like any awkward tension there. Those are the things I think about at night. Fair enough. Anyways, more celebrity athlete relationships. Haley Steinfeld started dating Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. And that was something that felt like left field. Uh, Josh Allen broke up with his long-term college girlfriend, Brittany. And within a month, had been spotted with Haley Steinfeld in New York City. They were spotted in Mexico together. And they're definitely still together because Haley was spotted today leaving Buffalo. Hmm. There we go. They kind of fit. I kind of like them. They both seem like golden retrievers. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen I, definitely gives dog vibes. Dog vibes. So does Haley Steinfeld, honestly. Yeah, she does also kind of give like puppy vibes. Puppy love. I like it. I'm rooting for them totally. And then, you know, trigger warning for all of the thousands of people who are so angry in our sports dish comments. <laughs> Taylor and Travis, mm. I had someone comment the other day and they're like, can't unfollow fast enough. This account should be called Swift-ish. Swift-ish. <laughs> like sick burn. But yes, it is our Roman Empire. It's my Roman Empire. It is, I think what people don't understand is, you know, Taylor Swift is obviously, I would again say she's the biggest star in the world. But I love her. I've always loved her. And I've tried to incorporate her into sports since I started Sportsish. With like, you know, it just didn't, it never made sense. And all of a sudden it it makes sense now. And it's yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, she's in like a stratosphere of her own. Um, and it feels sort of like the pinnacle of sports-ish to have her tied into the NFL and Travis Kelsey. 
and in like the biggest year of her life too, like the Eras tour. Yeah, she was already such a big deal, and then she starts dating one of the best NFL players yeah. ever. Yeah, I mean, Although, just became a billionaire yeah. too. Yeah, she's truly killing it. Apparently, Travis is not playing well, according to people in the sportsish comments. They are very angry at Taylor yes. because she's distracting him. She is distracting and not necessarily in a bad way. But the immediate jump to the wife or the girlfriend, the immediate blame to the wife or the girlfriend is something I'm so not a fan of. Yeah, it's just it's an easy target because the fact is, is whether she likes it or not, it's a a distraction in the sense that like attention is being taken away from, you could say, football in, in a way and put on her and not. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that, like, she draws attention because of who she is. Right. I don't know if that necessarily affects his player or not. Like players of will always go through ups and downs. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. They'll be fine. Travis Kelsey is a phenomenal football player. He'll be fine. Like I don't think this is an isolated thing. I don't think it's Taylor Swift's fault by any means. It's not Taylor Swift's fault. They're just sports fans are so weird. That is one thing that has been confirmed for me over and over again since starting a sports media brand is that sports fans are weird and crazy yeah crazy is a great way of putting it they're intense i mean you look they're just so passionate which is kind of funny to think about i mean i get it like i can be passionate as well but it is it is funny let's do some honorable mentions because i know you didn't get all of the ones that you wanted to out and i have more too so honorable mentions for top sports moments. Honorable mention. And to be fair, this probably should be actually on the list. LeBron breaking the scoring record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, it's a monumental feat, but for whatever reason, it felt a little lackluster. And I think it might be because he's just, I mean, he's just so talented that it's just like another day in the office sort of thing. I don't really yeah. know. But it's, it's a well, monumental feat. It should be on the list. But watching it was like also just for whatever reason, like felt pretty lackluster. I think it's because we all knew it was coming. Honorable mention, but also should be like top, 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 top is Simone Biles returning and becoming the most decorated gymnast of all time. Simone has been getting attention for her husband's recent podcast interview. I think this should be mentioned. Jonathan Owens saying that he's the catch yeah, like he basically was like, no, nah, dude, she came after me. I'm the catch. You know, she was at my DMs. The, the most disturbing part of the whole interview is the fact that he didn't know who Simone Biles was. Okay? Yeah, that feels pathetic. Like I like I a part of me was like, I was like, I wonder if it's just because he's so young that it's like, no, he's lying. It is a ego thing. If If that's if that's truly the case, huge red flag. And I feel for Simone Biles, like red flags all over. I think it's weird. One, even if he's telling the truth about she kind of pursued him, that's totally fine. But typically speaking, like you don't necessarily air that out all the time. Like you're just like, oh, you know, like she pursued me kind of thing. Like, and it's fine to do that, but it's just like the way he did it was just kind of arrogant. And again, to say that he didn't even know who she was as if he's some sort of big deal. Like, I get he's wow. in the NFL, so he's an elite football player regardless. But, like, truthfully, I don't actually know who he is. I don't know. I don't know what position he plays. He's not, like, an all-star. No, he is irrelevant as irrelevant gets when it comes to NFL players. 
to be honest. He, I watched the Chiefs-Packers game, probably the only Packers game I'll watch this year. And all I could see is that he was chippy and making stupid plays. Yeah, I mean, look, and I don't want to bash him because, again, like. I do want to bash him. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah, it just but it I, felt weird. The whole interview felt thing. super off-putting. This interview is off-putting. And someone called the BS, and they went back through his old tweets, as you do. And you want to know what they found? They found that he was live tweeting the Olympics, Olympic gymnastics in 2012. Now, Simone wasn't in the Olympics in 2012, but she was in 2016. And you're telling me that he was watching live tweeting one Olympics and not even paying attention the next? Possible, possible, but unlikely. Unlikely. He blamed not knowing who she was on not having NBC on his television in college. Okay? This is... As if anyone watches television regardless. Like, she's all over social media. Exactly. And college students are also all over social media. It's all a bunch of BS. And I love, love Simone Biles. I'm so bothered for her. I know she's probably, like, leave me and my relationship alone. But, girl, we're just concerned. Yeah, I heard through the grapevine, aka social media, which is very accurate and always truthful, that she was very upset with the interview. And specifically her husband's way he spoke about her, their relationship. I mean, how could you not be? Yeah, I'd be, I mean, like, it'd be one thing to like joke about that with your friends, but to say those things like on a national podcast, like in such a public setting... In, in a way that didn't make it sound like it was a joke. Like, it'd be one thing to, like, joke about them, like, oh, you know, like, I'm the catch, you know, alluding to the fact that, like, clearly she's the goat. It'd be one thing to do that. But to, like, triple, quadruple down on the fact that, like, you were the catch and you didn't even know who she was is, like, yeah, no. a really weird flex considering, you know, he's who he is and she's who she is. Yeah. Also... Also, the Women's World Cup this year was an incredibly big deal. Spain won the Women's World Cup for the first time ever. And I think the story at the heart of it is that behind their win was women overcoming an incredibly toxic environment with an incredibly toxic coach and soccer president and the way that that was on full display yeah, in the medal ceremony. <laughs> and Jenny Hermoso, you know, was able to kind of shed some light on that kiss not being consensual. And Luis Rubiales is his name. And he, you know, finally, after like refusing for a while not to step down and thinking he did nothing wrong, finally he was suspended by FIFA. And then obviously stepped down because no one wanted that guy around and the way that the spanish women rallied together won the cup it was not because of the leadership behind them it was in spite of them and i think that's inspiring yeah absolute wild chain of events of all that but glad he's been given the boot final messy he yeah he was kind of on my honorable mention for coming to america signing a 
legendary contract with the MLS, very unique, you know, giving him revenue share with the MLS on Apple TV and the ability to buy a franchise after the fact for like a set amount. I forget what it is. Anyways, a huge event became instantly made Miami FC, inner Miami most popular MLS team for sure. It turned it turned those like MLS the inner Miami soccer games into like Taylor Swift concerts effectively. I mean, getting tickets became extremely expensive, extremely hard. Hey now. Max Verstappen had the most wins in a single Formula One season with 19. I'm going to be honest. I don't know honest, if that's I'm... good or bad, but we'll, we'll run with it. That's very good. It's best ever. But I, I am trying actively trying to like F1 because it's very popular. But Max Verstappen's ruining it. I can't like something that is so predictable and boring and that's what f1 has turned into because he just freaking wins every time that's gonna do it for our 2023 recap thank you for being here for listening for joining us if we missed anything let us know what you think give us some hate in comments we're here for it give us give us some hate on instagram no don't do that please or if you do you have to have a public account and it has to be your own face and you have to have pictures of yourself and your family so that we can come back you. <laughs> we will see you in 2024. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great end of the year. Excited to see what's in store. What is in store for 2024? The Olympics. The Harris Olympics. Harris Olympics. Yeah. Taylor and Travis are getting engaged. Mark my words. Very possible. Harris Olympics. There, it's the end game for Taylor and Travis. It's going to be a good year. I can feel it.